Hey there, trail runners. Welcome to episode four of the Trail Runners Experience. On today's episode, I'll be chatting with the awesome Lucy Bartholomew via Skype. We'll be discussing her incredible run at the iconic Western States Endurance Run, as well as her approach to training, nutrition, and all things trail running. Let's just jump in. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lucy. Hi, how's it going? I'm good, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. I'm, I'm Daniel, nice to meet you properly. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you so much for, uh, for doing this, I really appreciate it. it it's, um, it's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, cool. Um, so it's like 4 o'clock over there or something. It is, yeah, 4 p.m. Yeah. I bet you it's a lot warmer than it is here. It's, it's about... What time? It's 7 o'clock, this? Uh, 7.30. 7, uh, almost 7.30 in the morning, and it's about 5 degrees Celsius right now. So it's... Ouch. Yeah, chilly. You just, you're smart, you know? Just stay where summer is. That's, that's, that's a good goal. <laughs> Following the sun always. Yeah, yeah. That's living, living the rock star lifestyle. I love it. <laughs> How how's the um how's the running over there in in Utah? It's really nice. It's uh it's quite dry out here. Um, but it's yeah it's a unique environment. It's different to California. It's different to to Europe. It's just like another um landscape with you know its own challenges, but also its uh, its rewards. Yeah, um, I've seen some of your photos. Yeah, it looks quite um desolate, but beautiful in that way, like that. That sort of desolate beauty, um, which I yeah I kind of really like. Um, yeah, how are the legs holding up after um, your Western states? Are they they're still working. Yeah, you know it's it's funny. It's just been such a totally subtle recovery. You know, you kind of bounce up the next day and you're like, oh, that you know wasn't too bad. And then it's just been like this constant feeling of jet lag. Um, you know, just kind of. And feeling like I'm carrying rocks in my shoes. Everything I'm, I can get out, but it's slow. And um, yeah. But I'm just really enjoying moving at this pace, and you know, respecting what um what a hundred miles can do to you. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, exactly. It's respecting the distance and just being kind to yourself, hey, and 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 being kind to your body. I imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of like giving it food when it wants food, giving it the food that it wants. You know. Yeah. Um. I, ability to, to sleep when I need to sleep or to do what I need to do so using this time uh, well yeah have you processed the whole thing in your mind like it, it's probably this big lifelong goal that you've achieved um, and and now like how did how have you processed that yeah you know it's, it's funny I um you know I finished the race and it was it was great, but I was so exhausted. And then the next day, I flew to Mexico, and you know, no one in Mexico knew what I'd done or cared. Um, yeah. And so it was kind of like you just realize that you put all this anxiety and nerves into this race, thinking that like it meant the world. But then you, you know, it doesn't take long till you're out of the bubble of ultra running, and no one cares what you've done. They just think you're walking funny. Um, <laughs> And yeah, like, and then I kind of come back here and everyone's still congratulating me and I just feel like it was so long ago and I'm like, 
yeah, how long can I, like, play this card for, you know? Like, um, well, if I was so, you, I'd be playing it for yeah. a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep holding on to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you going back next year? Because you would have got the automatic qualifier for next year. Yeah, yeah, the, the plan is to be there next year, um, hopefully with my dad running as well. You know, hopefully he can get in through the lottery and oh. we can share the trail. Um, that, that would be... The, real dream um but yet i plan to to return i think it's <laughs> i mean you know you know you might not get many more opportunities so i'll keep going until i can't go yeah um you had such a, an amazing race I, I know you've already spoken to a few people about it so i just wanted to ask you a little bit about the race um you know and uh it was an amazing thing to watch online you know because they it's fairly well documented Western States as far as ultra events go. So I was watching it here in Australia and, um, and just following your progress online. And, you know, as you know, you went out hard and I mean, do you have any regrets about your race or are you happy with the way it went or? No, like I ran, I ran how I would run anything, you know, I ran that and it's that new distance. And like a lot of people said, Lucy ran blissfully unaware of what a hundred miles is. Um, and I ran what I thought was easy. Um, and I just, you know, I wouldn't change that because that was my easy, you know, if I, I don't think I would have been able to kick any more if I'd um, started slower because I just think that I never would have reached that gear where it was like, Oh, okay, this feels natural and smooth. Um, it was only that I just kind of, got really hot and just went through some of the aid stations a little quick, which I do regret, is not kind of going, all right, before the canyons. Everyone told me, get food in before the canyons because you're not going to eat in there. It's so hot. And, um, you know, I went through that aid station and I was like, oh, I'm, le I'm leading Western States. I can't stop. Like, this yeah. you know, you just you get caught up in it and the aid station comes and then it goes and then you're out of the aid station and you're like, ah, oh, shit, that was meant to be like a five-minute stop and that was about 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Well, I mean, with whichever way you look at it, you finished, you podiumed at Western States in, in your first 100-miler. Like, that is, it's breathtaking. So, well done. Like, so amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, so, I guess... Um, with with Western States being like one of your big goals in life, uh, running, I know that you've said in a few interviews it was one of your big goals and watching you come across that finish line on the live feed and, I mean, it was, I, you seemed very emotional and we, I could, we could, everyone could see the emotion even from the live feed. I felt like I was there and the Facebook live was just going off with love hearts and, and everything. Everyone was loving Lucy and it was great. Um, so when you cross that line, utterly exhausted, and your dad's there, um, can you sort of give us an insight into how that felt? Yeah, you know, and it's that same deal, right? You know, you've been dreaming of this finish line for so long and then it comes and then it's gone and then you're like, well, now what? Um, I, I think that with it came a lot more relief than it did like euphoria or, um, you know, like, I can't believe that just happened. All I could think was, I get to sit down now. This is brilliant. The, um, the best. <laughs> I, <laughs> I um, you know, it was, it was a long, it was a day, and I just felt like I was running for so many people out there. And, 
that really hit me as I ran around the track because, you know, the whole day I'd been, like, everyone was like, this is your day, Lucy, you know, be selfish out there, make it about you. And then coming across that finish line, it was just like, no, this is so much more than just me. And looking back through the feeds and the comments and the shares and stuff that was going on, I just kind of, like, it just really sealed the deal of, like, how how much bigger this sport is than just me running 100 miles. Um so, yeah, it was a very, yeah. very big mix of emotions. I, I can't explain it. I can't remember it, um, you know. Yeah. And I, it's taken me, what, three, almost four weeks now on, and I'm, just, like, only just kind of coming to terms with, like, who was there and, you know, Dad keeps throwing things and being like, oh, do you remember this person? And I was like, no. Like, I just, it's crazy. I was so present, yet I was so far away from the presence at the same time. Yeah, I imagine after nearly 20 hours of running in such heat, you know, you can be forgiven for being a bit delirious. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna, and that's not, that brings me to um, the heat. So how did you find running in that heat? Obviously it was hard. Yeah, you know, it was, um, I went, I got into California, into Auburn a month before the race and I experienced what was the hot days and the, the people that, knew the race well, made me run at 1, 2 p.m., um, so starting late and getting right into that, that heat. Um, so I didn't think race day was as extreme as what I'd felt, but, um, you know, you tap on the distance and anything, it just felt worse. Um, but, yeah, it was just like it's just a dry heat. You know, it's very similar to some of the Australian heat that you experience on a hot summer's day. Um. You know, I probably reached about 37 degrees celsius um everyone was telling me fahrenheit and i was like that means nothing to me like just I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like don't give me miles and don't give me fahrenheit don't give me feet like let's convert for the aussie convert <laughs> exactly but i you you trained in miles didn't you i, I remember read that in one of your posts that you changed everything on your 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 watch over to um to miles so you got sort of accustomed to it is that right I did, um, and then on race day I raced in K's, <laughs> um, just because uh, it was it was kind of cool. Like it worked really well in that training for miles. You got used to kind of everyone being like, "We're going for a twenty mile training run." I uh, got ten miles to go, three miles, la la. And um, and then on race day, I it was just really nice to have that constant beeping, a much more regular than a mile, um, and it just felt like I was tapping it out a lot quicker and. It meant that when I looked down, I saw 120 kilometers. I was like, yep, this is as far as I've ever run. Like, this next step is the furthest. And, um, yeah, it was just the easiest thing for me to, in my mind, to do. Yeah. Well played by the sounds of it. Um, Yeah. No, well done. I um, I was going to ask you, I I saw you a few months ago uh, at the Buffalo Stampede. I I actually ran in the Ultra as well. And... um, the conditions on that day were pretty testing. Um, if you remember back then, it was with the cold and the rain and everything. How did you find that race? Obviously, it's not Western States, but it's a it was a different kind of beast that day. For for an for an amateur like me, I I found it. Um, I actually really enjoyed the. I don't know if, when the conditions get worse. I tend to um I feel like I dig deeper and I get more um. I just enjoy it more. I, I, so, but I mean, it was a hard day, Buffalo. How did you find that that race? I I absolutely loved it. 
absolutely hated that race. Um, <laughs> it was meant to be, you know, this long training run in the lead up to Western States, and it turned out to be something that not only knocked me physically from the cold, but mentally in terms of like, was that really a smart decision to finish that race um, and to put myself through that? You know, I got to a point where I was on clear spot, seeing like seeing just black lines because of um, my eyes just getting so cold and not being able to feel my hands and having to like sit down and be like, should I wait for someone to come on the trail? Um, and and then I got to the checkpoint and watched another guy be escorted down because he was just out of control and shivers. Yeah. And it just wasn't the race that I needed nor wanted. And I, yeah, I kind of look back on that and I'm like, you know, it took it took a few weeks, probably two weeks, before I felt warm again and <laughs> before I feel like I could run again. Um, and that was not the intention of that race. So yeah, it was, was tough. It was character building, and it was you know cool to say I was there that year, but man, I don't know if it was worth it. Yeah, fair point. No, I um, that I mean, like it's it's so funny. It's all sort of relative for me. That was my sort of that was my bucket list race, and um. So and I I got it done and I'm pretty happy with it. It took me about 13 hours, but um, coming through that some of those conditions, it was so cold and it, it's sort of interesting for me. Like there was nothing that was going to stop me from finishing, even though I uh, very nearly didn't. And I got to clear spot. I think the same as you. That was the most ridiculously cold place at at one point, and um, my hand I couldn't feel my hands, and I was trying for some reason I'd taken my my gloves off. I went to put them back on, and because I, I, I couldn't feel them, I couldn't do it. And so I got one of the volunteers. I said, can you help me, mate? And, and this is the nicest thing, and this sort of sums up race volunteers. The guy grabbed my hands, and he put them, he, he grabbed them and put them under his arms. To, <laughs> he, um, he basically, like, giving me a hug to warm me up. And it was just such a, it, was, it felt really intimate, but just so generous. And sta- those volunteers were standing out in that freezing, con- that freezing weather. And just for me, race volunteers are part of what makes the whole sport um, beautiful, you know. And I think it doesn't matter. I've seen the people at the front end of the field and the people at the back of the pack. The race volunteers are the same with everybody, and it makes the race. I don't know how you feel about all that and the aspect of the sport. You know, it's such a. Do you feel like it's a, a more supportive sport than other races, than other kind of sports? Yeah, I mean, like I haven't been in a lot of other sports, um, and not to this level at all. But you know, I think the volunteers, you know, they're putting themselves out on these trails in locations that are super hard to get to, and they have to spend a lot of time because the variety, um, abilities, and timings for runners is so different. Um, so you know, they. It comes with like a certain respect. They're either runners themselves, or they they get what you're doing, and um, I think that you know that's really powerful. I mean, at Western States, there's one uh, five volunteers for every one runner um, is the ratio. Wow! And you have people that just want to like they'll shove ice down your pants. They'll shove ice. You know, <laughs> I was just like opening up my sports bra and being like pour it in. You know. It was just, you know, anything they could do. They'd sit down and counsel you for an hour if that's what you needed. You were just talking yourself out of it. And they would just take the time because they knew how much it would mean to you. Maybe not in that moment. You're like, oh, doesn't matter, DNF's fine. But they know what it's like that, you know, Western States can be just a one-time opportunity. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, that's how you got to view every run is that, like, you know, this could be my last chance and maybe something will happen and this will be my last run. So just that gratitude and I think the volunteers um, are, are full of it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, So if you don't mind, can I ask you, can we sort of go back in time a little bit in your running um, career very quickly, um, going back to like your first, or sort of when did you know that running was your thing? Like when did you know you were good at it? Oh, I still don't know. <laughs> no? Um, oh, would you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I ran my first 100K when I was 15 and I don't think I really felt that I was worthy of like saying that I was an athlete as a profession until last year at Ultra Trail Australia um, where I won the 100K. Yeah. Um, I think that that was a turning point in my mentality in terms of my lifestyle and how much I wanted to put into this sport. Yeah, that's um, that was a big win and that was on your birthday too, wasn't it? So amazing. Oh, I mean, 21, so I was, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. I was old enough to call myself. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, no, that, I saw that win, that win as well. That was really uh, impressive. And, and so... Um, what would, as a as an ultra runner, like what is your? It's probably an easy question, but what would you say is your greatest strength as a runner? Right? Was it uphills, downhills, flats, you know, technical trails, or mental your mind game? Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably none of those uh, physical things. It's probably more my mind. Um, you know, you ask my dad, you ask my teachers, you ask my friends. Uh, I'm super stubborn and I've always done what I wanted to do and um, that's probably one of the reasons and then just my positivity towards, you know, when, when shit hits the van in an ultra, um, I'm very kind of like, okay, like this sucks now but what can I do to make the future better and, you know, maybe, you know, not being able to eat a gel, that's that's bad for racing but, man, I'm so lucky that I have gels with me and that I'm surrounded by this beauty and with these people. Yeah. It's um being that's the thing that um a lot of people I know talk about is yeah, sort of being aware of your surrounds, you know, it can really push you through in a race. Um and another qu- a little question for you, um with your training. So when you um you structure your training, I mean, you've got thousands of people that follow you on on um, Strava, and so a lot of people tracking what you're doing, and I'm no doubt people are trying to copy what you do. And I don't want to uh, you to reveal all your, your secrets, but just as far as you, the way you structure your training, because I know people would be interested. Are you do you follow like structured training plans, or are you a more of an intuitive runner? Um, do you? I know you you have you you work with a coach. What's your sort of basic approach? very unstructured um, and very intuitive. I'll kind of head out for a run and I'll go out with the intention of like 10 minutes is better than nothing. And if in that 10 minutes I feel I still feel bad, I'll turn around and it'll be a 20 minute round and that'll be it. Um, or, you know, I'll, that'll be my warm up and I'll be like, yeah, I'm ready to hit a session. I feel good. Um, and I think it's a really great way to train because then when you do do a session, it's always all of a good quality. You're not just trying to force yourself through something that, you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So you go for quality over pushing through on a given. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, you struck me as that kind of runner. 
Um, <clears throat> I, I actually on Facebook the other day I put out some the the some people on my Facebook page that you know I'll be talking to you and if people wanted to ask questions um, they could ask and I and I'll, I'll pass them on and I'll give them a shout out and I um so I have a couple of questions for you from um from your many fans <laughs> your friend I should call them friends your trail friends that you haven't met yet um so there's a Michael Walters is a runner here in Adelaide and he's a fan of um low carb athlete Zach Bitter do you know Zach um I do. I met him at the Memorial Day training run. Yeah, awesome. So he's a um, a low yeah low carb athlete, and he finished eleventh at Western States this year. And so Michael wants to know about how you fuel and your nutrition strategies, um, and the whole um, idea of the low carb approach to endurance running. Have you got any opinions on there? Yeah. So I'm completely opposite. Um, I'm very, very high carb, um, fueling a lot of my days on fruits and vegetables and potatoes and oats and stuff like that. Um, I think I spoke to Zach, I've listened to Zach talk about it. He's very, very educated in the way he does it and he trains and lives this lifestyle that isn't, I don't find it very, um, easy to maintain and sustainable, but in the lead up to a race, he dedicates himself to it and it works. Um, I personally, it doesn't make me feel my vibrant self and thriving in training and racing. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm high, ca- high carb, low, lower fat, still of a high fat, you know, for a female athlete, I still need to have the fats in my diet. Um, but yeah, I just kind of find, found what worked for me, but it varies from person to person. Yeah. Um, I also am a, I eat a lot of carbs, you know, I'm a carb, high carb, yeah, but I do, I, there is a real thing about the whole low carb athlete at the moment. Um, another question I have from, that sort of follows on from that is from uh, Dion Colliero, um, who is also here from Adelaide, and she was, wanted to know a bit about, because you're, you're a plant, you're a vegan, plant-based athlete, what do you call yourself? Um, oh, I call myself plant-based. <laughs> yeah, you're plant-based. Yeah, um, and um, so you're particularly with your pre the sort of the week leading up to a race, like or any race, not just Western States. Uh, like, how do you how's your nutrition in that week leading up, and then also in the recovery phase? Uh, it doesn't change. They're all the same. Yeah. Um, you know. Maybe there'll be a bit more food in in the no, probably actually they're both the same. You know, I'm trying to get a bit more food in before the race, get a bit more food in after the race. But it's the same food that I'd normally eat. My diet doesn't vary. Um, I definitely don't try and carb up because that's already my base of my um, my diet. And yeah, I just continue to work with what continue to do what's working for my body. Um, I really don't think that you need to, to adjust your diet. Maybe drink some more water if you can, but that's about it. Yeah. Awesome advice. Yeah. Um, no, that's really good. Do you have any um, – oh, I've got another one. Okay, so another another fan question. So Sarah Jane Alford, also from Adelaide, she, she wanted to know um, a little bit about your, your approaches to strength and cross-training, you know, how much things – I know you do core work and stuff. Um, what else is there anything else that you do? Um, yeah, you know, it depends 
where I am and what I have access to. In the lead up to Western States, when I was back in Australia, I was doing um, body pump in the gym and just some stuff, uh, strength work in the gym three times a week. Um, and then my core on the side of that at home. Um, when I got to California, I didn't have a gym, but there was a yoga studio I signed up for and I was doing four to five yoga classes a week. Um, and then, you know, if I can get in a pool, I'll get in a pool. If I can get on a bike, I'll get in a bike. But really, I'm very unstructured again. It's just like whatever fun activities are out there, I'll have a play. But I don't really, because um, I don't write a plan, I don't really feel that I need to be ticking these things off. They're just kind of things that arise and I'll use. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really uh, informative. Do you have any um, like what's Lucy Bartholomew's hot tip, hot training tip for everyone out there, or <laughs> any kind uh, of? Probably, you know, enjoy uh, share the ride and enjoy it with other people. I think um, one of the reasons you know I've been in this sport for six years and I still love it is because I. I share it with the community. I share it with my dad. You know, it's it's so, you know, we ride the highs and the lows together. And that was where the whole Team Lucy t-shirts came from was that I wanted to make it not just about me because it's such a selfish sport to be doing. Yeah. Um, and it's so much time on my own. I, need, I needed something more out there. Yeah. Um, and just tell me quickly about Team Lucy. So um, you're selling those as, and is it... What's sort of the driving force behind it? Oh, that was just a Western State specific thing. It was, um, we sold 1,500 t-shirts worldwide. Um, and it was more just a bit of a joke off the watermelon side of things. And yeah, um, yeah it's a bit of funny, a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, you've got, become a bit um, well known for your love of watermelon. It's almost, it's become your thing, hasn't it? But um, it's like the best watermelon in any ultra at any aid station it's like the first thing to go it's my favorite thing to eat and if, it, if that's if there's any even left when i get to the aid station <laughs> it's so good so I, i'm with you on the watermelon i'm glad yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's full of electrolytes it's got water it's hydrating it's energy as well it's it's really something that um is very important i think to to really like yeah to really try and get in even if you're struggling at a checkpoint just you know, it, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a miracle plant. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, so now that Western States is behind you for this year, and um, it's, you've ticked, that's a huge uh, race that you've ticked off your bucket list. Do you have any other bucket list races that you would like to achieve? Um, in the coming in the coming years or this year? Uh, in in the coming years or even this year? I, I was gonna I was gonna say that, but I thought I'll leave it wide open. So both. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. This the rest of this year, I'm just kind of gonna take it day by day and um, see how I feel. I'm not really signed up for any races, just more of experiences. I'm heading to Nepal, um, for some community projects there. Um. Dream races. I'd love to race. Um. Uh, ultra trail Mount, Mount Fuji, which is another hundred miles. So I'm not really sure I want to do that quite yet. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's some other, there's more places that I want to go, and if there's a race there, I'd be keen to run. Um, so Patagonia, Alaska, Antarctica. Um, you know, there's races in these areas, just small little low key ones that I've looked into. 
but mainly just the means to get to the location. Yeah, you're the um exactly. You're like the master of the runcation, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's my goal in life. Yeah, that's it. No, I um I think that's become a very big part of the whole trail running thing. Um, and so um there's a okay. Ultimately, I was just thinking about the um the Barkley marathons now. I personally can't, could not think of a worse race to do. I, it doesn't appeal to me at all. I know lots of people that think that would be the, the best thing ever. Is that something that has ever entered your mind, that level of crazy? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, it does not interest me in the slightest. Uh, I have the worst. I get lost in supermarkets, let alone out in the forest, that everything looks the same. Yeah. And, you know, like I love to run and... Um, you know, I've spoken to people that have done it and they're just like, yeah, it's not a run. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, I just, yeah, no, I could think of nothing worse at the moment either. Yeah, I, I feel you there. It's, um, but it is interesting. As a, as a, it's interesting as a spectator, but it's definitely not something I would ever want to do. Um, oh, I have kudos to everyone who, um, who attempts to sign up to it and then attempts it. Yeah. And I love the movies that come out after it but that's about as big of my role that i'll play exactly oh good on you <laughs> um so where where do you um see yourself in running in the running world in five years what do you hope to like this time five years from now what do you hope to be doing oh, um, <laughs> big question God, i don't even know what i'm doing tomorrow and uh, my dad's asked me this for the last five years and i wouldn't have said in in, uh, in Utah after Western State, that's for sure. Um, you know, I want to run some more camps. Um, I run camps down in Melbourne and Victoria and um, more of like a, you come and you, do, you eat plant-based and we go running and do yoga and kind of um, connect with people in that way. So I'd love to kind of do a little bit more of that. I'd love to still be running and running well. Um, but mainly I just want to be happy and healthy and surrounded by people who... Um, bring out the best in me you've definitely got an awesome um approach to your your running and uh, obviously that feeds into the rest of your life as well so that's amazing and i and i i always i think running especially running longer distances is real is a real metaphor for life you know so and I, i'm sure you can agree with that um you, you haven't lived you haven't lived until you've been in the depths you know of an ultra you know so um yeah, so that's I love your attitude. I'll, I'll let you go shortly because I know you've, you've probably got things to do, and I really appreciate your time. Um, I just wanted to ask you very quickly about uh, your sponsors and how they've really helped you achieve what you're doing at the moment, like um, with your running. So you've got you've got um, Salomon and and you've got a few others, haven't you? Or yeah, so I'm sponsored by Salomon, um, who have helped me and supported me in some way since I was um, 16. Um, and then I'm sponsored by Sunto, the watch company. Again, they have been uh, with Salomon in the same contract. Um, Cliff Bar on food. So obviously that's been great to fuel me through. Um, well, first of all, they fueled me through my school days. I take their bars as snacks. Um, <laughs> now into the ultra running with the gels and the Cliff, bars, uh, cliff Shop Blocks. Uh, I'm also sponsored by LeBent um, and uh, Amazonia Health Products and, and Jorgo Sunglasses. Awesome. They've, they've all just played massive roles in helping me to get to where I am and 
to do it healthily and uh, comfortably. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, you're a credit to their companies. And um, I, I'm a huge fan of the Cliff Bars. I, I eat them quite a lot in races and I definitely, they definitely fuel me well. Um, you should try the, the flavor selection that's available in America. Yeah. We get nothing in Australia compared to what's here. It's unreal. Really? You should become a, um, a vendor. Like, bring, bring a whole heap back. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to take all my clothes out and just fill it with cliff bars and sell them on. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, now, that was um, in Buffalo. Cliff bars were my primary source of fuel. It was awesome. <laughs> and that and um, soup, hot soup at the aid station at Clear Spot. That was pretty awesome too. Um, yeah, hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so the um, here in Adelaide, we've got the ultra running and trail running has just taken off in the last couple of years, and we've got lots of trail running events here. A couple of times you've come and uh, run Urabilla Ultra Marathon, which is you know sort of like the iconic run here in Adelaide, uh, and you were the race ambassador, I think, a couple of times, and. Um, Correct. Well, are we ever going to see you in Adelaide again for any of the awesome events here? Yeah, I'd love to get back down to Adelaide. I know that in um, November we're coming down on a Salomon road trip. Um, so that's not for a race. That's just to come hang out with you all. Um, but, yeah, racing-wise, um, yeah, I haven't looked into it and I can't guarantee anything, <laughs> but um, I'd love to come back down. I love the community down there and... Yeah, yeah, that's why I've run Eurobilla three times, and um, yeah, we'll continue to look into other races there. Yeah, well, you've you've got a lot of um, a lot of supporters here, and um, a lot of people who've got a lot of respect for what you've done and how you do it. Uh, so, Lucy, I'll let you go. It's been absolutely awesome to talk to you, and um, I really, really uh, appreciate your insights into into running. Not a problem. Thank you so much for having me on. That's my pleasure. And uh, go out and enjoy enjoy the trails there in Utah. And we'll, we'll uh, I'll probably I might catch up with you in November. Absolutely. Well, have a lovely day. Yeah. Day. Have a lovely day. Yeah. Keep warm. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. See you later. See you. Bye. Nick at Roasted On Coffee and Granola is thrilled to be involved in the trail running community by sponsoring this podcast and continuing to avoid doing any actual running. South Australian runners can continue to look out for his cold brew coffee at events. If you're in Australia and you'd like to try his coffee at home, then you can pick some up at roastedon.com.au. Mix and match four bags of coffee and granola for free shipping, which for coffee lovers, is only a kilo of beans. Did you enjoy this episode of the Trail Runners Experience? I really hope you did. I enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, please just go right ahead and hit that share button. Tell all your friends. Tell your mum. Thanks a lot and see you next time on the Trail Runners Experience.